Hello, everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I am Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gen Zers to Rise podcast. In today's episode, we have a very special guest. With us today is Harsha, a 20-year-old social entrepreneur, CEO, and co-founder of Ascendance, an international youth movement that works with over 35,000 students across 28 countries that helps students discover what they love doing, get real-world hands-on experience in the fields that they are passionate about, and create sustainable careers for themselves. Today, we are talking about Ascendance and Harsh's contribution in social entrepreneurship. We'll also discuss about the release of her book, The Makings of a Teenage Entrepreneur. Welcome, Harsha. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm truly honored to be talking to you and really, really appreciate the opportunity, as well as someone who is a fan of the show. Definitely excited to be here. Thank you. The honor is all ours. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Um... So before we kind of get into Ascendance, I'd love uh, t- uh, to learn a little bit about you and your background. How much of a culture shock was it to go from to go to school in Pennsylvania? Was this your first time in America? Oh my goodness, it's so embarrassing that you asked this. And I know you're from Temple, so it's, we're kind of neighbors. But um, so yes. I started <laughs> like, my degree in 2019. And at that point, I'd already been an entrepreneur for about five years. So um, finishing high school, I was like, what can I do like as a degree that would both give me kind of the flexibility to work on my startup and as well the, the opportunity to learn from like a world-class university. So I actually opted to do a hybrid degree where I could do half of it anywhere around the world and a portion of it on campus. But because of the pandemic, I've been doing it completely online and just doing that, that, that virtual part of it. So my first time on campus is actually going to be... Um, in a week from now. So fingers crossed and wish me luck. Oh, wow. So you have not even been on campus. Wait, you know know what I just realized? No, we never told anyone where you're from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Malaysia. So definitely a culture shock. It's literally as far away from Pennsylvania as you can get without turning back around the world. So definitely already from the classes and everything, it's been a little bit of a culture shock. But of course, I'm more excited like excited, I guess, to meet people from different parts of the world and see how similar and yet different we are from different parts of the globe. Gosh, that's so, no, um, I did, I, I, I saw this, I, I saw the, um, you would talk about how you would post, you, it'd be like 2am and you'd be in class or something like that, but I thought you'd be on campus by now. Wow. No, so this is like 12 a.m. for me right now. So, so, so like, essentially, I just oh. devoted my life to being a vampire, and I just work during the <laughs> Yeah. I love your energy, I have to say that. Um, you have done a ton of interviews and public speaking events. You have been at TEDx three times, I think. And this makes me think, do you still get nervous when you have to go on stage? And what can we do to improve our public speaking skills? 
I love this question because I'm always nervous. I think I'm a little nervous now as well, I think, speaking to you guys. I mean, you guys are awesome. Uh, I am not someone who, I guess, was naturally confident. Before my entrepreneurial journey, I was shy, quiet, was not the kind of person who'd be willing to put myself out there. But what actually helped me build my confidence, my ability to speak in front of people, was actually having a goal. And that's the number one tip that I think is often overlooked for any public speaker is that what is it that you want to say that is so important that you're willing to risk everything to get that message out. And that's been what drives me when I speak in public and everything that I do, that goal that I really, really want to work ascendance does empowers Gen Zs to figure out what they love doing to spread all across the globe. And that kind of gives me the energy and the confidence, or at least a little bit of courage to speak in front of others. So everything else has kind of come secondary, but that goal that I have has been the reason I've been able to do it all. I love that. So it's like your, your will, or I don't know, if that's not for lack of better words, to get your message across kind of overpowers a little bit your fear. Yeah. Like, yeah, at the end of the day. Um, so I want to talk about in January 2021, you launched a book. What do you hope people take from hearing your journey and experiences? That is a really good question. So I launched my book on my 18th birthday. Um, and I did this because of a very weird situation that was happening on that birthday. So I've been an entrepreneur since I was 11 years old, or at least started my entrepreneurial journey there. Started my first company at 13 and my second company, uh, I think roughly when I was about 17, right out of school. And one of the things that was happening on that, that, that time period around my 18th birthday was we, the pandemic had started and my other company, StartMyName.com, basically helps digitalize offline businesses in Southeast Asia to bolster their sales and also the economy of the region as a byproduct. And during the pandemic, obviously, you'd see a lot of companies suddenly going online. And suddenly, we had a lot of clients, we had a lot of people come on board. And honestly, that was a really great experience. But on the other side of the coin, running a business for 100 versus 400 clients is completely different. So we were inundated with calls, emails, meetings. I was having back-to-back meetings in the car, at home. Um, like even on my birthday, I took the holiday off. So even during the holiday, like the whole kind of weekend and the whole, I think, period of time at that point, I was just back-to-back in work. And specifically on my birthday, there was two clients that essentially called me up and, 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 and they gave me some, and essentially they yelled at me for something that wasn't really even our fault and that was an issue that they were having with a different service provider. But they just, I think, were in a bad mood and then they just called me over a misunderstanding and yelled at me. And I think it was because I was a little emotional on my 18th birthday, but I kind of broke down crying with all of this happening. And I said, I didn't know that this was going to be so tough. I like, like, oh, like, even if I help people, even if it, like as an entrepreneur, if I do good, like it's still so stressful and there's so, still so much in a way. So I called my mentor, I told him all of this, and he said, well, you've had so many years of entrepreneurial experience, you have an amazing community, you have mentors that you can call up and talk to things about this. What about all those Gen Zs who don't have this support, don't have this experience? Can you imagine how they must be feeling? So that kind of inspired me to kind of translate the lessons I was learning, not just from that experience, but from the whole seven years I'd been an entrepreneur, into 
writing. And I started off writing a blog post, but eventually a book with the aim to share experiences like that, the good, the bad, the in-between, the real stories that I've had in hopes that other Gen Zs who want to be entrepreneurs would be able to read something that either inspires them to take up entrepreneurship, that shows them the reality, or shows them how they can solve issues and situations that they as young entrepreneurs are probably going through as a teenager themselves. So that's kind of the reason behind why behind the book and also the message I hope people get from the book. It's remarkable the fact that you are only 20 years old and you have accomplished all these things. You had, like, during COVID, you told us that you were working like being, like, like having an experience of 30 years of experience, but you were only 18 at that time. And your passion to work and to improve your skills, your public speaking, your business is on the same way. It's just remarkable. And we should really be, like, admiring that like everyone should have this type of energy to keep moving their goals setting goals and accomplishing them and move on and move on to the next step well done thank you so much for being here one more time and you have accomplished many things and we're very and you were very successful on all these fields but often you talk about how you were just an average kid so what changed for you Ooh many things <laughs> but if I had to break it down into three things it would be um, environment so when I was 11 it wasn't me who said I want to be an entrepreneur it was actually my mom who wanted to be an entrepreneur so she stepped out of her high-flying corporate job and job, corporate job and went from one event to another um, and came across this business incubator social business incubator called ET Ideas where they have weekly talks events workshops and she'd bring me along so first of all, the environment of having these amazing entrepreneurs, some of the million dollar business owners, some of them just starting out, but being thrown into that environment, having conversations, having those entrepreneurs respect me, ask my opinion, invite me to come along for their workshops and projects and meetings, made me kind of get exposed to the world of entrepreneurship. Which brings me to the second thing, which is what changed for me was exposure. So suddenly I was having exposure to the business world, to different industries, to different kind of experiences. I would, as I said, follow these people for their C-suite meetings or for handing out surveys at booths. And those experiences really changed who I am. They built my character. They taught me how to manage my time, how to manage myself, how to be a lot more confident, how to look at situations from a different point of view. And all of those skills, I think, changed who I am and spilled over in every other aspect of my life, whether it was getting good grades in school or whether it was, you know, being a little bit more confident at home and so on. And the third thing that I think really changed me is going back to having a goal. So I learned really early on that Having a goal essentially gives you the power to create your own reality. It gives you something that you can focus on to bring into existence from nothing into something amazing. And that idea that having a goal, like, like and having a goal in a sense, gave me something to shoot for. So using that experience, using the exposure, the environment, to work towards something and to have people to support me in that journey is what honestly changed my life from someone who didn't have a passion, didn't have anything that I was good at, into someone who was able to start working towards something that made me happy, that made others around me hopefully better off as well. Um, I look, thank you for sharing that. Um, so you're not like I, I'd say you are you're great. <laughs> um I don't think you're you're obviously above average. Um and I don't know, like people see all the success. They see the books and like 
I saw the you know thing on your Instagram, the high praises from you know teachers. Y'all, she got like I haven't I've never talked to my teachers, and this one's writing her letters. <laughs> um, so can you just kind of talk about some of the behind the scenes, like? If you want to be, you want to be, you want to go from average to great. What, like, what are some of those sacrifices? Like, what does it actually take to be great? Because you're great, and that's it's, it's above average. It is, First, you know. You you give you know what I'm saying? credit. Like, I'm too touched. But seriously, if I had to distill it down to one thing, and this isn't even about me. I would say the the, the the first thing is you have to have an amazing team. And I say this because you see me and you say, oh my gosh, Harsha, you've managed to do so much. But 99% of all of that is my team. Like for one event that Ascendance does, like 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 that we're having, like, like this year we're having a conference. We are having a 48-hour live virtual event, nonstop. Uh, it, like like people coming on board, 50 over speakers, all C-suite executives, VPs at some of the top Fortune 500 companies. And people see me and they say, wow, Harsha, you're leading all of this. But yeah, there's also about a hundred other people behind the scenes who are doing everything from editing the videos, from putting the event together, from communicating, to even making sure that I am okay, that I am having my six hours of sleep and my regular meals and everything. So the thing that makes me me is the fact that I have all of these brilliant people from mentors, peers, co-founders, teammates, who all really, really believe in the same cause and vision that Gen Z should have the opportunity to discover what they love doing. And because we all work towards that vision and we all genuinely care about each other as, as individuals, as people, it we end up pushing each other towards greatness. We end up pushing each other towards achieving things um, that otherwise would not be possible or would, not, would seem illogical for a normal 20-year-old to achieve. So because I have all of these people with their years of experience backing me up, I can do that. And the second thing is, you're right, it does require a lot of hard work. And for me, it's not something that's come easy. I think only recently I've really learned to get into the group. But the thing that for me, one thing that my mentor said that, that always plays in my head is if you have a goal and you really, your, your thoughts, your words, your actions are all aligned towards making that goal happen, anything that you would, that you do is, or any result that you get is in line with that goal. So you, everything that happens is related to what's going to help you achieve that goal, which means every obstacle, every thought, every situation you're in, it's something helpful. And that's been something that, that I repeat that even in tough times and good times, and it keeps me going in a sense. So I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to do like whatever it takes just because I know that every thought, every word, every action I has has an impact towards that bigger goal. Mm, I love that. Now, I do want to lead more into Ascendance. Okay, you just talked about one of the events that's coming up, the 24-hour event, but for people who don't know, can you just kind of explain what Ascendance is and what services you guys offer? All right. So Ascendance is an international youth movement where social enterprise that has impacted over 35,000 students in 28 countries. We've worked with 900 over uh, communities. We've worked with easily about a thousand teachers. And what we do is very simple. We provide equal and equitable access to any student around the world who wants to discover what they love doing get the resources, get the information, the workshops, the mentorships that they need to learn about that industry to build their own skills. 
and then eventually provide these students with even experiential learning opportunities to try out the things that they're passionate about, which leads to them incubating their own social projects or social businesses. So we help students from even discovering what they love doing to starting their own businesses throughout that whole process. And we work with students aged 8 to 25 years old and are also run by students aged 8 to 25 years old. We do projects uh, from uh, huge summits and conferences that I mentioned one. We did another one for 22,000 students earlier in September. Uh, we do uh, we have a year-long platform which has over 200 live events, projects, and workshops called the TeenageEntrepreneur.com that uh, is available for people to subscribe to. We have um, mini workshops and mentorship sessions available throughout the year, and as well as uh, I would say, we also have many other opportunities for students to get direct mentorship and build their businesses with us through our accelerators and our uh, other programs. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, I know. I mean, you said you had support. You had you had some support personally, but sometimes big ideas can lead to big haters. You know, did you have to face any criticism were you tr- when you were trying to start a sentence, or you know, were you supported? Um, I think when we started, of course, more than criticism in the beginning, it's always people who don't believe what you're doing. So, of course, we had people who would say, it's a really noble idea, they tell me and my co-founders. But, you know, I don't see how it's practical. So that was normal. But again, I think for every hater, the good thing about us is we had probably 10 supporters for every hater in a sense. So the people that we worked with were a lot more, I would say they provided a more conducive environment to to really believe in every idea and everything that we wanted to work on um, so that it kind of drowned out the voices of any, those who didn't support us. And over time, many of those people who originally didn't believe the idea actually came around. So today, many of them are strongest supporters and, and, and they've seen throughout the years the impact that we've had. And I think also now that we've reached a point of, of kind of being nationwide, being global, of course, there are those who um, I would say don't really understand what we do or, or pass criticisms and all of that. But I've been told it's just a sign of success. And again, to actively go and listen to the to count my blessings and count the blessings of us as an organization and listen to those who are, you know, um, involved and impacted and, and, and have positive, interesting feedback for us to improve on. You are on the center of Gen Z. Like, you're having people being inspired from you. They are on Gen Z. Services that they're related to Gen Z, but they are also on the outside of the Gen Z atmosphere. Like, the ascendants can also provide services to to people that they not only search for Gen Z uh, techniques or th- things like that. And, like, in your business of... Like finding and cultivating passions is something that many people struggle to figure out. So how does Ascendance help with that? I think the first and main thing helping people discover their passion is to just allow them and give them the opportunity to try out as many things as they want. So many times we don't know what we want to do because we've never tried anything else. So we don't really understand ourselves. We don't really understand these different industries. So to figure out where we stand is, is a little tough. And just like in my journey as well, we replicate that for, for many students who do not know what they're passionate about. 
by number one, providing them the opportunity to go and meet different people who are in various industries and then try out that industry for themselves. So for instance, a lot of kids like, uh, like they want to be YouTubers. That's, that's like, I think a Gen Z job. We all want that secretly, right? And, influencer, um, influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So a lot of people want to be YouTubers. So for example, in our year long platform, we have sessions by people, for example, like Jin Hao Tan. He's one of the people who came in and did a session. He's Southeast Asia's number one YouTuber. So they listen to him, they ask questions and they say, okay, maybe this is something that I want to do. They hear all of his behind the scenes troubles and, and stories and all of that. And if they're still interested, we're like, okay, if you still want to be a YouTuber and, and you've gone through these many, many different sessions and talks and information, you still think that's the one for you we have our apprenticeship program where many of these students go on and they try these things out for themselves so we actually for some of these students give them the equipment that they need whether it's bringing them to a studio which has the green screen and the latest cameras and the latest equipment or careering to it or connecting them with 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 projects and all of that and now these kids as young as 8 to 25 are actually running projects involving video and production so making their own short films doing video content for conferences hosting events And that's when, as they actually try it out, they realize, oh, either, yes, I really like this. This is the thing I want. Or maybe this is not the thing that I am passionate about. This is not the thing that I want to do. And then we give them the opportunity to try out something else. So it's true trial and error that eventually they either find, okay, this is the thing that really sticks with me, that really resonates with me. Or they see, what is the common thread in all of this that I am good at? What is the skill that's making me excel in these things? What am I learning about myself that I can convert to a career afterwards? So that's how we help people discover what they love. Uh, I don't think that's so easy for someone to come across like being an influencer or a YouTuber, creating content, see how it really works. And the way that you're providing this opportunity for someone to try this out and then really find out if he finds it really interesting or not. And in the end, decide if he wants to move on with that or not in their life. I think that's a very good process. Like, maybe we sometimes just see, like, the good things, the advantages. Oh, yeah, you are famous. Oh, yeah, you have so many people listening to you. But sometimes you cannot really realize what's the impact on other people. Or you can't realize what's the workflow that you need to follow and to keep along with all the projects that they are needed to be done. But for now, let's have a little break and we will come back to you shortly. Are you tired of struggling to eat healthy while on the go? As a busy individual, I found it difficult to find quick and nutritious meal options. Fast food and vending machines were my go-to choices, which left me feeling sluggish and unsatisfied. But all that changed when I discovered the blended portable blender. This powerful blender allows me to create healthy and delicious smoothies wherever I go. Its compact size works perfectly in my bag, making it easy to take it with me to the work, the gym or on vacation. With the blender, I can blend up all of my favorite fruits and veggies into a nutritious and convenient meal replacement. No more sacrificing health for convenience. Plus, the easy-to-use clean time makes it hassle-free to use. What are you waiting for? Go to blendz.com and grab yours today. But be sure to use the promo code ZENSRICE12 to get 12% off your order and free today shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power and innovation of the Blender 2. They guarantee you will love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blender 2 portable blender. 
go to blindsedge.com and use the code GENZESTRICE12 to get 12% of your order and free today shipping. We're back! So, during the pandemic, your conference attendance jumped from 400 to 20,000, which is incredible. So, does attendance see online conferences as their future because they've been so successful? Great question, great question. Um, a little context. So prior to the pandemic, Ascendance mostly did physical programs, physical conferences. And I think like most people, we thought like, all right, if we're doing a conference for 120 people, we have to do the next one for 400, for, you know, 1,000. And we kept thinking in terms of physical spaces. But during the pandemic, um, that's actually where we went international. Because suddenly, the borders were essentially open, like online, to meet anyone and everyone from anyone. around. Yeah, like like this like this conversation, we get to meet each other, we get to talk to each other. So when we have our virtual conferences, what we actually ended up doing was opening it up to students all around the world. And we started seeing an overwhelming response and an overwhelming amount of connection between people across the globe. So definitely, I think um, just from seeing how we went from 400 uh, students in our second physical conference to our latest conference, Last September, that had 22,000 people virtually from, I think, 15 different countries easily. I think we definitely see online and virtual events as a more, as I said, the future of events and learning. But I'm also really, really keen to see how hybrid events come into the picture, how VR and AR come into the picture, all of which things are we're already experimenting with. So I really think that this has become a component, a core component of what we do. And I think that it's only going to get more exciting how we engage with the online world from now. I agree with you 100%. Like there were no borders during pandemic. Everything was transferred online. And then in the end, you will across like an international audience and everyone was like hoping to find something new. And this is why like you had to move on and create more submits, things like that. And I can only imagine the amount of work that it takes to plan one of your summits. So how are you able to get so many CEOs and access to participate? Ooh, that is a good question. And as I said, uh, in November, we had our Global Game Changer Summit. So that one had 50 over execs. We also often, like, we have our Global Young Changemakers Summit, which often has amazing Gen Z changemakers, multiple award winners, um, people on the Forbes and the 30, uh, Forbes 30 and 30 list. So lots of amazing people all around. And I think the thing about our summits is, number one, Going back to the team, there's so many people working on this. So everyone pitches in who they know. Everyone tries their best to reach out and so on. But again, the second fall of that is we've been around for the last seven years. So scale really has helped us. So when we first started, it was not something that like it was easy to get a lot of these people. But we started with the people around us. We started with the people whose stories inspired us. And eventually, it, it, it kind of uh, snowballed to today, seven years later, when we as we get more Gen Zs involved, as the impact becomes more widespread, a lot more people are receptive to work with us, are receptive to actually speak at our events. So it has taken time, um, but I think the time taken plus the effort of the whole team has ended up into something truly amazing today. It's truly, truly amazing. And wanted to say here that in the podcast and the next episode is coming a company that was featured on Forbes 30 under 30. It's called Drag and Drop. 
Um, but we won't say anything. You can check out the next episode when it's available. Yes. Um, so you, I know one of the sentences goals is to reach 1 million teens, right? So I need to know how, how can we get involved? That is a great question. Thank you so much for asking. So there's so many ways you can get involved. So just to elaborate a little bit more on our 1 million teens vision, our goal is to help 1 million teens discover what they love doing, get access to all of these resources, and start setting and achieving goals for their own personal basis. From there, we aim to help 10% of them become community leaders. So develop 100,000 students who are not only doing this for themselves, but are championing change and things like this in their schools, districts, states. From there again, developing the next 10% into creating 10,000 teenage entrepreneurs, the next Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and at the same time run by Gen Z social entrepreneurs. And finally, developing that last 10%, creating 1,000 uh, game changers. So the next scientists, the next students looking at things like, how do I create inventions that solve the climate crisis? Or even think about teleportation. Think about turning energy into matter. So really changing the game with these ideas. And we're starting, of course, really big here with this 1 million team. So for all of you who wish to get it involved, number one, I highly suggest you go to ascendancepro.com slash join ascendance. There you can join us on our one-year platform that gives access to anyone across the world to our 200 over events, projects, and initiatives, workshops from even some of these C-suite executives. We've had sessions by people like VPs at companies like Meta. We've had sessions by directors at companies like LinkedIn, VPs from Lionsgate. So if you're interested in learning from the experts as well as uh, young change makers like me and you, please do join us on that platform. Come for these events, explore what you love doing. That's number one. Number two, if you are an individual or a company and you want to contribute to this, we do have our Patreon page at Ascendance Pro as well. Please do pledge however much you can. Even every dollar helps. And for companies, we work with companies who want to get engaged with Gen Z to start looking at how they can incorporate that into their business as well. So companies do reach out as well. And finally, share the word about Ascendance. Please tell as many people about the work we do. Share this podcast if you can. And hopefully this will end up uh, snowballing into more people taking up the mantle of supporting Gen Z and what they love to do. Lots of interesting stuff here. I can't wait to discover them as well. We will include the links to the description so that everyone can check out Patreon, plus the Ascendance Pro website, all the things about the workshops. You can find them in the description. Yes, I'm guys, and don't forget, she said, I, I know we're saying teens, but it is for, correct me if I'm wrong, 8 to 25. So, yes, if you're, if you're feeling lost, like, you know, I'm. You know, I'm not completely sure about my passion 100% yet, so I'm definitely going to check it out and help join the, help contribute to the 1 million team goal. That marks the end of another episode of the Gen Zers to Rise podcast. Thank you again, Harsha, for coming on the show. You shared some great insights with us. Like we said, we're going to link Ascendance website um, and your information in the bio, but don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers to Rise and download the Changemaker Z app. Until next time, don't forget to keep changing the world. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure to leave us a review. 
If you want more Changemakers content, you can follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers to Rise and on Facebook at Changemaker Z. Hey, you want-